Hello, welcome back to the 511 show. I'm Becky, and it has been months and months and months since I've recorded a podcast. It's been like three months since I recorded on the Big Mike show with Steve and Dave, and it's been at least six months since I've recorded here. But admittedly, it was a crazy summer. I got married, the kids did sports, we all have social lives. It's been insane, but we're all back to our regular lives again. I'm super excited to be able to record and I have a lot of really cool shows coming up. So stay tuned for that. Today's show, we're gonna be talking about the carnivore diet. What is it? How do you do it? Is there science behind it? Um, it's a weird one to wrap your head around. I know it's pretty polarizing. The Everything we've grown up with is like, you need to eat your vegetables. If you don't eat your vegetables, you're gonna get sick. But there's a school of thought that says you actually don't need that that you can live just eating meat. So we're gonna look into that. And then later on in the episode, uh, actually in part two of the episode, we're gonna talk about sort of the flip side, a little bit more on the vegan side of things, um, but mostly the push for like fake meat and even the insect industry, which I can't even wrap my head around, but we're getting there. So stay tuned for part two on that one. I have a really awesome guest today. Happens to be my brother-in-law. His name is Brian. So welcome, Brian, to the show. Hey, everyone. Happy to be here. Excited. It's my first podcast. So I'm really excited to uh, talk about some some meat and some health. Yeah. So our show today is going to be an interesting take. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit biased since we both believe in this topic. I wanted to explore both sides of it, but then I decided like, I'm not a vegan. I don't agree with veganism. So I'm not going to like talk about why it's great. Right. You know, we'll, we'll go through everything. I wouldn't say that I don't agree with it. I would say that there's a For lot me, of, I don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the beautiful thing of podcasts and you know, the way you want to live your life is, um, you know, I think that, you know, veganism works for some people, go for it. Uh, carnivore works for some people, go for it. As long as you're making active, healthy choices in your life, great. Are they long-term sustainable? We'll find out. <laughs> Science is improving. There's more and more carnivores. There's more and more vegans. There's more and more podcasts. Um, but so if whatever opinion you're looking for, you can find it. Absolutely, you can. Podcast. You can. If you're looking for a vegan podcast to explain mm -hmm. like why meat is the worst thing in the world for you, <laughs> There's millions yeah. if you're looking for uh, a carnivore podcast talking about why meat is the best thing in the entire world. Probably a lot less option. Yeah, there's say. there's a lot there's a lot of both sides. Um, I think that it's it's important to really just if, if you're trying to find your way into health or you're trying to get out of the standard American or standard Canadian diet, do research on both sides of it. Uh, mm -hmm. Listen to podcasts like this. Listen to podcasts that are out there. You, they're easy to find. Uh, well, we can list some later on in the show uh, that we enjoy mm -hmm. listening to. But I think it's important to have an open mind and um, don't go so extreme. There's a lot of people out there. When I started Carnivore, I'd have a sip of coffee and they just jump down your throat. <laughs> like you're not allowed to have. It's like calm down. You know, same with vegans. There's the old joke of 
you know, do you know who's vegan at a party? Well, if you don't, they're going to come up and tell you about it. They're, con- they're constantly <laughs> going the same on. for carnivores too. <laughs> it is. And that's the thing. That's what I'm saying is there's, there's extremes on each side, but you know, just forewarning, if you are finding that route into health, definitely have an open mind with it. Be open to experimenting it because a lot of this stuff is we'll talk about and you'll hear some of the stuff is not sustainable long-term. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to start wanting to introduce different things, mm-hmm. right? Again, and depending on whose school of thought you follow, exactly. because there's a few different doctors that we, you know, we both follow who have completely different ideas. Some, yeah. Some are into fruit, some are not into fruit, some are into red meat only, some are into multiple meat. So it really depends who you talk to. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to what works for your body. Yeah. And that's what I've learned all the times that I've tried to lose weight. I fluctuate up and down. I've done every diet <laughs> under the sun. And it's like, well, why did this diet work for somebody and it didn't work for me? Or why did this lifestyle work for somebody and not for me? It's because like not every body is going to receive it the same way. Absolutely. So I would try like, I would usually do like a, a week or two of like a vegan kind of a reset, get yeah. get things moving yeah. again. <laughs> and, um, and it was fine, but man, it's a lot of work. If you want to be a vegan that eats, conveniently it doesn't happen no you and can eat that crap out of boxes but it's terrible and and that goes the same with anything like if you're going into a carnivore diet you know i would encourage you to stay away from the frozen food aisle i would encourage yeah. you to stay away from the deli aisle you know there's different things in there the deli aisle is so good though oh it, it's, it's amazing trust me i love it but you you look at the nitrates you look at the carcinogens i love a salted meat yeah you look at some of the sausages it's it's starting to become oh, it's laced terrible. it's laced with That's a bunch terrible. of stuff so i i'd really caution we'll, we'll get into all that we can get into kind of what we're finding inside some of these things and you know, our own personal stories and stuff like that. But um, we're talking about carnivore and all this. Do you want me to kind of say like what carnivore is? Yeah, absolutely. Go Go into what it means to be a carnivore. If there are different stages of carnivore or levels, like we've said, different schools of thought Mm -hmm. and um, tell what your story is with everything. Like how you came to find this. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll preface it by kind of letting you know what carnivore is. So carnivore, it's a style of eating, but really what it comes down to is it is it becomes a lifestyle and you'll understand as i go into it why i I look at it like that but overall in its purest form carnivore is where you eat nothing but meat organs eggs and animal fat and you season with salt and you drink water that's it so Mm -hmm. it is that that's all you eat that's uh, in its purest form Um, As far as different levels of it go, I would say that there's more so offshoots of it where the baseline, the foundation of your diet is carnivore, but there's things they say carnivore-ish. And right now I would be considered carnivore-ish. I went hardcore carnivore strict to get my blood work all back to normal and shed some weight. You were strict, yeah. Yeah, very strict. Um, That was really tough to do, but we'll we'll talk about that. But I... um, I essentially think that now with carnivore-ish, like I enjoy having a black cup of dark roast coffee in the morning and I'll have that five days a week at work. I just enjoy it. It's something that I'm not willing to sacrifice, but I'm not, I'm picking the healthiest option. I'm not putting cream and sugar into it. I I personally enjoy black coffee. Um, I'll season stuff with like honey powder. I'll still use a little bit of garlic. Okay, powder. honey powder is delicious. Brian introduced yeah. me to it. It's literally what, freeze-dried or dehydrated? It's freeze-dried honey. Freeze-dried honey. Yeah. And it, I seasoned, seasoned, I used it to sweeten 
um, whipping cream and I made oh, nice. whipped cream one day. Um, cause I mean, if you're more like keto, I guess you yeah. could probably get away with that as like a yeah, I'd with say, minimal honey powder. But... Yeah. I'd say it's too, it's, it's a slippery slope when you start getting some of the sweets in there, but honey is a very easy carbohydrate. It's very well digested. Um, you can kind of look for the ones that have a little bit less, I think it's glyphosate in it. Um, you can get glyphosate free honey. That's, you know, it's kind of splitting hairs at that point, mm -hmm. but overall I would suggest raw honey, raw honey, yeah. raw honey would be the best. Better. Yeah. And freeze dried honey. You can look up. There's a lot of producers that'll freeze dry raw honey. Um, it's for so it. good. It's amazing. Have you ever had honey on a burger? Like just a burger? Yeah. Only patty? because you told me. Oh man, you did it. Okay. I'm not like a huge burger fan. Yeah. I just find it like monotonous sort of it's like this meat hunk <laughs> like i like a steak but a burger or like a meatloaf or meatballs it's like meh. you know what's funny my wife told me that i'm becoming a meat hunk <laughs> gross <laughs> all i eat is meat and i'm kind of hunky now <laughs> right right but yeah no i tried the honey on top of it and i was like oh my gosh this is the best thing i've ever eaten yeah it's amazing so i, I would say like a carnivore ish is kind of where most people fall um dr paul saladino he is a huge voice in the community. He's awesome. Um, he's the carnivore MD 2.0 on Instagram. Some people love him. Some people hate him. But that guy is putting in the work. You and... know what I like about him? He just never has a shirt on. Yeah. And he's just, he lives in, well, I don't know if he was vacationing or like short-term living in Costa Rica, but there the rules are different. So he's walking around barefoot, shirtless, That's in the dream. markets, getting, you know, all the fresh fruit that he can find. Uh, eating like a king, but lately I think his videos have been American supermarkets, so he must be yeah. back. He, you know, he he moved to Costa Rica. He's been back because his his supplement company, Heart and Soil Supplements, is based in Texas. Oh, and I so see. he comes okay. back there, and he he does podcasts and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, what I'm what I'm getting at here is that he has more of an animal based diet, where again, the fundamental baseline is meat, organs, eggs, and animal fat. But he'll introduce easy digesting carbohydrates. He'll do raw dairy, which is illegal mm -hmm. in Canada and shouldn't be. That's one of the stupidest rules out there. So it. Yeah. Um, become friends with farmers, guys. Right. Get be it. friends yeah. with cows. <laughs> get the milk. Yeah. And he'll have raw honey and he'll have fruit. Uh, fruit. A decent amount of fruit. A decent amount of fruit. And, you know, he lives in Costa Rica, so he's getting some really good quality stuff. Like, I know he's got, like, tree. He can just, like, go outside and, like, grab fruit off the tree, which is incredible i myself i haven't moved to that level yet i'm still trying to really do a low carb diet um <clears throat> but you know those are really the two purest offshoots you can look into what like liver king is doing i've kind of started to refer to that as like a primal based diet because he's always mm -hmm. about primals but again the foundation of his his health and his diet is meat organs eggs and animal fat and then from there he goes into like liver the guy king eats eggs Oh yeah. Raw ones though. Oh, he'll eat any, any Ooh. egg. He shucked 50 <laughs> raw eggs once in a row, but no, he'll sit down and have like a bowl of eggs. Like he eats eggs all the time, but for his carbohydrates, he'll have some maple syrup. He'll have, um, uh, rice. He'll have potatoes. So he's not going and eating these terrible things, uh, like processed foods or any sugars or anything like that. He's again, very fundamentally based in the carnivore, but then he has easy digesting, carbohydrates that are, you know, they're like what bodybuilders will eat when they're trying mm -hmm. to bulk up. They're not going to go and eat a bunch of pizza, power lifters will, mm -hmm. but bodybuilders mm -hmm. will go and they'll eat, you know, white rice and potatoes, stuff right. like that. Clean carbohydrates. Clean carbohydrates, right? right? And so those are really the only kind of 
things, carnivore-ish, primal-based, animal-based. But again, the fundamental root of it, and I think that's very important, is is protein. And I would encourage anybody um, that is trying to do this. It, it is extreme. I had my doubts about it, and I'll get in right away here to kind of my story. But I had my doubts about it. I think that if you focus on having a low-carbohydrate, high protein, which we call protein leveraging, where most of what you're eating is is meat. Mm -hmm. If you focus on these things and you're cutting out processed foods and for myself, seed oils, and I will go into why I think seed oils mm -hmm. are bad for you. Um, you're going to be way ahead of the game, whether you're carnivore, vegan, keto, paleo, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're going to be way ahead of the game. But I think put it this way, I don't know any carnivores that have gone vegetarian or vegan. But I can I know of a ton of vegetarians and vegans that went carnivore. That have either gone carnivore, or have really started to eat a lot of meat. Um, and Isn't I think that interesting. I think over time their blood work. That's the nice, the beautiful thing, foolproof thing. There's no covering this up. Mm -hmm. Is a person's blood work. Yes, it's and, blood work. And that podcast that you sent me. So this mm -hmm. is uh, Dr. Sean Baker and yeah. Dr. Anthony Chafee, both. Um, carnivores both doctors mm -hmm. um are they both surgeons it sounds like he's a neuro he's a neurosurgeon yeah he's like in that. training for that and i think sean baker might be as well he was a surgeon. Um, yeah he's a surgeon he's man that guy's a beast he's, he's a, a beast. former soldier he's uh setting world records in rowing he did uh, the scotland highland games oh my gosh and uh yeah carnivore um and he's in his 50s is he not 54 he looks amazing. He's yeah. amazing. Incredible. Look up these people that we talk about on the show because they are um, leaders in this in movement for sure. Yeah. And they know what they're talking about. They're not just, you know, me talking about carnivore diet. These yeah. are doctors talking about carnivore diet. But anyway, they were talking about blood work today um, and how you would think like someone who eats all red meat, like someone who eats eggs and steak every single day yeah. would have terrible blood work that's what that's what and, we would believe right well that's what we're led to believe led to believe yeah this is the margarine <clears throat> generation yeah the sweetener generation talking pop, -tart, pop tarts i call them and yeah the the one doctor was saying that he had his blood work tested and the only thing that was off his ldl was a smidge high y yeah and if you want to get into cholesterol that's a whole different kettle of fish there um you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, but I have done so much in the last year. And I, I'll tell I'll tell my story right after this. And so you guys kind of know who I am, what I'm talking about. But, you know, I am between exercising, studying about food, studying about carnivore, about health, listening to podcasts, reading studies, doing research, actually physically writing some of these doctors and different carnivores and listening to testimonies, I'm putting in at least six hours a day, every wow. day, which is over 40 hours a week for the better part of a year. So if you do anything yeah. for over 40 hours a week for almost a year, mm -hmm. you're going to, you're not maybe an expert in it, but you're going to know oh, yeah. quite a bit to at least encourage people along. And I'll for never sure. give anyone medical advice. I'll tell them my story. Yeah, right? absolutely. And you guys can't see Brian, but he has made a serious transformation this past year, this past six months. Like, Set, yeah, going on huge, almost eight months now. Huge difference. Yeah. So, <clears throat> essentially, what happened with me is I went from, I'm five foot nine, and that's on a good day, maybe five foot eight. <laughs> You're five foot nine, like Andrew's five foot nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I was 170 pounds, five foot nine, in pretty good shape. 
Um, I ended up uh, getting a different job where I went and I was out of town a lot. So you're eating out a lot. Uh, I was very, very high stress. I was on call quite often. And mm -hmm. so the sleep wasn't there. And when you're not sleeping right, you're going to make bad decisions. You're a bit of a late owl. Is that the term? Night yeah. owl? You're a bit of a night owl. I used to be. Now I'm I'm, I'm getting better because I'm prioritizing sleep. But um, yeah, anyway, I, I ballooned up to 217 pounds. So it's pretty much, that's 50, call it 50 pounds for a round number. And um, what ended up happening when I was 217 pounds, and this is recent, this is just at the end of, of 2021, that this kind of, I started kind of seeing these health markers here, but I was always tired. Mm -hmm. I was always uh, in pain with infl inflammation. I couldn't sleep properly. My energy levels were down. I had terrible acid reflux. Like, you know, those huge bottles of antacids, mm -hmm. I was taking one of those a month, like Every, like I should have been buying stock in this stuff. A chiropractor, man. I, I I did. That was like and the only. Didn't fix it. That was like the only doctor I went to was a chiropractor because yeah, I had so much joint pain and it's like ah, oh, it's inflammation. Like I can't do anything about this. Oh my right? gosh! And you're only thirty. Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah, I turned thirty five right. right away here. That's right. So um, and then on top of that, you know, there was kind of uh, there were some other things there where, um, with mental mentally where you just beat yourself up. And you get yourself in this little kind of rabbit hole where you don't have good self-esteem. You don't have a lot of self-respect yeah, totally. for yourself. Um, and then to make yourself feel better, the only thing that made yourself feel better was eating Snacking. a good piece of food. Snacking. And so, me. yeah. And so the, the remedy mm -hmm. to your temporary pain is also the poison that's fueling the whole thing. You're not treating. It's not crazy. Yeah. You're, you're only kind of treating the symptoms. Where have you heard that before? Yeah. You're right? putting a bandaid on a cancer is what my mom always used to say. Exactly. Right. And so that got worse. Um, libido was gone pretty much completely. Uh, the first time I'm kind of saying some of this stuff too, besides like some of my close friends and, um, you know, I used to do things like I would, I would always wear black. I didn't buy a new piece of clothing for two years. I would stretch out my shirts before <laughs> I put them on. You know, you're, you kind of do the thing. You see it all the time where you're, you see someone who, who is heavier and their shoulders a little cocked forward, mm -hmm. right? And they're doing that so the shirt doesn't quite catch as much on, on their chest fat or they're constantly pulling the front their of their man breath. Yeah, they're pulling their, yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> there's another name for those in the gym. Um, <laughs> I know, but on a man, like I, I'm not a formal person, so I'm, a, I always say boobs, boobies, but when it's on a man, it's breasts, it which is, is like the breasts. most derogatory it's thing. Kramer's man's ears. Even. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's fine, <though>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, and then I'd pull my shirt out a lot just to kind of just catch it on your stomach. And so you're doing these things and you think you're fooling people, but you're not. And it started to get to the point where you would hear people kind of behind your back say something. Like I remember someone saying like, oh, there's fat Brian or Brian's getting what? a lot of weight. Yeah. And you know what? It was actually Andrew. <laughs> okay. That's my husband. That's his brother. That's my brother. We were out by the horses and he was panning, taking a video. And I was out in the pen with the horses with your girls. And then I just overheard him. He probably doesn't remember he said it. This was like, jerk. and he's like, there's fat Brian. And uh, that's rich. <laughs> that's all right. He won't listen to this anyway. Right. But <laughs> But still, but still, the thing is, is at the end of the day, you hear these things coming in. Um, you have people uh, say these things. But the one thing, too, is it's the indirect things that are just from sweet people. Like my mom, oh, she's one of the best the people sweetest. I've ever met and will ever meet. And Words of encouragement meet. times a thousand. And, you know, but she tried to be so delicate. And she was it was Christmas and she bought me a shirt. 
Mm. And it was just a simple thing as we got you a large this year. <laughs> and it's like, I know like at that, I, I and you're, you realize these things and these things I think are healthy. They're coming from people that you love. They're not insults. Well, Andrew's kind of was, he's my brother. He's got the right to bust my balls for it. But at the same time, you know, like they're trying to help you out and be like, we understand. So at that point I started realizing that, you know, other people are seeing this, the tricks that I have air quotes, they're not working. Um, you know, looking back, I actually don't remember you not wearing a hoodie. I always like wore hoodies. Quite some time. And I don't remember the summer, but I feel like you also had a hoodie on. 20 degrees outside. Yeah. Celsius people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Of course you have a hoodie on yeah, and exactly. a jacket and gloves. Yeah. Exactly. Well, except me if I'm getting cold. But anyway, so what ended up happening is I couldn't get up off the couch without pushing myself up with my arm. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was getting bad. Uh, out of breath all the time. I had a resting heart rate of 80 beats per minute, which is like working overtime. Crazy, right? Resting. It should be down around 50 if you're healthy. Like I right yeah. now, I am. I'm in at about. I, I average around 50, 52. I've mm -hmm. gone down as low as like 48 now. But anyway, and but that wasn't enough to push me over the edge. What actually happened is I was showering one night and I washed my hair, and I actually had a lot of hair come out on my hands, like an abnormal amount, like. Baldness runs in my family, but there had been nothing up to this point. But this was a lot. Like this and was, you've always had a nice head of yeah. hair. Yeah, and so something was wrong. So I actually went to the doctor then. Great doctor, new doctor. He uh, told me all the rhetoric that I needed to know. And I already knew, like, you have to change your life, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he sent me away for blood work. And I told him I kind of wanted everything. I want, like, as much as he can get me with, mm -hmm. like, heart health, metabolic, cardiovascular, like, anything they'd look at in, like, a gym. So, like, testosterone, mm -hmm. estrogen. I love that. Yeah, you know. And so that's because I knew something was wrong with, with me. Um, I went and I um, got the blood work back. He called me into his office, which is never good when a doctor calls you mm -hmm. into his office. And he told me straight up, he's like, I got good news. I got bad news. And he said, the good news is, is that you're young enough. And looking at your previous blood work from not too many years ago, we can probably reverse what's happening. He's like, the bad work is, or bad news is, is that you're pre-diabetic. Wow. Yeah. Pre-diabetic. He said, you're malnourished, which actually could probably contribute to the hair loss. Um, and he said that your blood is just very unhealthy for a 30, you know, early thirties person. And, um, that's crazy. Yeah. So I never would have thought that for you. Well, there's so much more that's going on inside. A hundred percent. Right. And so the outside, yeah, I didn't look as best as I probably could. You know, I didn't have acne or anything like that. I didn't have skin rashes or anything. And, you know, but I was, I was, I was, I was sick essentially is what it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, my testosterone was low. My estrogen was high. My CRP was high and CRP is a C-reactive protein, which is directly related to inflammation within your body. Mm. Um, and my cholesterol was out of whack too, which isn't surprising. Um, so before I went and started doing all this stuff with nutritionists and everything, I had uh, autoimmune before called candida and I had eczema and I was able to solve all of that and get in really good shape when I was younger off of changing my diet. A strict candida diet, right? Strict candida and that's a diet. tough diet. It is. A candida diet is essentially where you don't eat. Candida is when your body doesn't naturally get rid of yeast. And so yeah. it comes out through your skin. And so. yeast lives on sugar. Exactly. So I was scratching myself so much. I was so itchy. I was actually mm -hmm. bleeding all over my body. That's how mad I was scratching. Jeez. But a diet fixed that. So um, candida diet, essentially no gluten, no sugar, anything that has yeast or yeast extract in it, you're not going to eat it. No fermentation. As anything well, right? is fermentation. Anything so if you look at any type of chip or even right, the only rice cakes I could eat, 
were no name brand dill pickle. Oh. So I lived off of no name brand dill pickle as my snack. Wouldn't that have vinegar in it? I it didn't have any yeast extract, so oh, I took okay. what I could get. Mm. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you know, it had citric acid in it. Is yeah, what okay. it was, right? Um, but anyway, so I started doing carnivore. I I found carnivore through actually my brother. He sent me a link prior to all this happening of Liver King, and I thought that the guy is just he's so intense, he's so extreme, and for anything as radical as a carnivore diet that's as extreme as that you need role models that are equally as extreme to keep you motivated okay. he's so focused dr paul saladino again so focused people they rag on him say these guys don't care anything about nutrition i beg to differ i think they just don't look at nutrition the same as you do because i started doing carnivore and i did it strict i am back down to 178 pounds now Jeez. over the last like seven, eight months, right? So that's about 30, 39 pounds worth of fat loss there. Um, 38 pounds, whatever it is. I've regained all my muscle memory and I know I've packed on more muscle than I had. Oh before. yeah, you're huge like, in like a muscular way. Well, I'm getting there. I'm not where I want to be. But the thing is, is like, I, I have, I've never been as muscular as I mm -hmm. am now. And you know, I'm for a seasoned guy in the gym, it's not going to maybe sound like much, but for me being kind of newer to it, like I'm actually being able to start to move some weight around. Like I, mm -hmm. I deadlifted over 320 pounds the other day. You know, I'm benching over 200. I'm able to do multiple sets of 10 on pull-ups, chin-ups, military grip mm -hmm. pull-ups. Um, it's getting better, right? I'm getting stronger. Uh, I feel better. Um, libido is back up. I went after six months and got my blood work redone completely turned around wow completely turned around testosterone I is know up that. yeah test oh, i didn't tell anybody Ste you know when steph found out is when we went out to the cabin with brandy and josh oh no way like late this summer and i already had my second round of blood work done i was embarrassed to tell my own wife Aww. and she is the most supportive person that of there course, is yeah and it's just me as a man i felt like i was failing right so you didn't tell her about the first set of blood nothing work? i didn't tell her wow. anything like she knew like i said like i was just she could see it like she knew where for I sure. was. I've been she with Steph. Naked. Yeah, I've been with Steph. She's without a hat. I've been with Steph for over, uh, it's going to be 12 years this April coming up. So it's been 11 and a half years. Married for five, five in September, five September 16th. No, so it'll be six in six September. Six in September. Holy smoke. She's going to listen to this and slap me. <laughs> but, um, you know, blood mark is completely. Oh, no, five in September. Yeah, it's five. That's right. Sorry. I don't think, I, Our I, don't think I was wrong. I'm trying to base it on when I started dating Andrew. Right. But, um, you know, I started to really get my blood markers coming back. Um, like I said, testosterone was up, estrogen was lower, uh, CRP was lower. My resting heart rate, like I said, now is sitting at around between around 50 to 51. Um, getting healthier in the gym, getting stronger. I am down a ton of body fat, up a ton of muscle. Um, my cholesterol even is better. It's not where I think doctors would say it needs to be, but like we alluded to, having a higher LDL and LDL is uh, it's just one type of cholesterol. So an LDL cholesterol is what they consider to be bad cholesterol. And that's a low density lipoprotein. And like I said, it's called bad cholesterol. And then you have your HDL, which is a high density lipoprotein. And then you have your triglycerides, which is the type, it's a type of fat that circulates around in your blood. And they say that you should have under a hundred for LDL you should have around 50 to 70 ish. That's debatable. I've seen different things and different doctors say different things, maybe around 60, 70 for an HDL. And then you got to get your triglycerides measured. Um, 
and everything is different. There's tons of different ratios where you take total, uh, total cholesterol and you divide it by your HDL. You, people are like, what are your triglycerides and your LDL? And there's, there's a ton of stuff going on. So for that, I will highly recommend you start listening to some of these podcasts. Uh, Dr. Sean Baker's his Rivero podcast, you know, cardiologists on there, surgeons on there, neurosurgeons on mm-hmm. there, like people in the space that know this stuff inside and out. And they answer all these questions. Um, and they all have the story to back it up. Exactly. They all have the efficacy. It's it, not just they've done their research. No, they've lived it. Exactly. And the CRP level for me is probably one of the most underrated blood markers out there. And CRP, it's it's um, C-reactive protein. And essentially, it's just this protein made by your liver. And it's directly sent into your bloodstream um, in response to inflammation. And inflammation is terrible. And that's why we can talk about seed oils and mm-hmm. mainstream pushing this stuff and what I believe in it at least. And so they did a study recently where they took people that had a, a pretty American standard diet and they put them on a strict carnivore diet. And they're a, a regular kind of normal CRP level that they say is optimal is three. It's three milligrams per deciliter. Um, and or three MG slash DL, as you'll see it in like in reading, right? And mm-hmm. when you're reading the studies and uh, they put them. So I don't know what theirs were. I can't remember. I don't have the thing in front of me, but I do remember reading that they were all a three or above and they did six months of strict carnivore and they came back as low as 0.7. Wow. So right then and there, you look at it, you know, inflammation is a breeding ground for disease mm-hmm. and illness in a body. Inflammation, you, you hurt yourself. It gets inflamed. Your body's coming to try and help you fix it. So mm-hmm. inflammation is, is bad. It's inflamed. And so if you have a high CRP level, which can come through having a high amount of linoleic acid, which is very high in polyunsaturated fats, which mm-hmm. is in seed oils, you're going to have a higher CRP in my opinion. And since I cut all this stuff out, my CRP dropped as well. I think I was at about like a 1.4 wow. on mine, which was pretty good. So, um, you know, the proof to me is there. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. But I am becoming very well studied in this. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting educated. My goal is to eventually get into the fitness and nutrition industry. If God has that in the plans for me, I'm going to do that. Um, But I've more than anything, I've lived it. I've lived the unhealthy physical, unhealthy mental, unhealthy emotional, and unhealthy blood work. Mm -hmm. And I've got all those flipped back completely because I did a protein leveraged animal based carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. And I started exercising. Everything comes back. Your mm-hmm. sleep, everything. Well, you have more energy, I think, too. Well, oh, one, yeah. you feel motivated when you're like on a strict, let's quote unquote, diet because yeah. you're like, I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. But I think, too, with the carnivore, because you have that, um, your hunger, like you're satiated, yeah. like you actually have the energy to do it. And I, yeah. the podcast I was listening to today, they were talking about how most people are actually malnourished even though they could be overweight Mm -hmm. and full, they're actually malnourished because they're not getting the amount of protein, the amount of fat that you need. Like your brain needs needs fat. fat. So this low fat craze of what the, I don't know how far back it goes. I can only go from my memory. So the nineties, the two thousands, the low fat, like I said, the margarine, the sweetener generation. This is why when you talk to somebody um, our age and older, mm-hmm. you know, oh, sugar's bad for you. Yeah. Oh, a pop is bad for you. Yeah. I mean, it is. Sugar it is. is bad, but they would rather have sweetener. I mean, I feel like I'd rather have something with sugar in it and fight that than put 
chemical in my body and fight well, that. But I don't know. It's a toss up. In that in that sense, I would just say have like raw honey. Yeah. Like you don't want to have processed sugar is what mm-hmm. it comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're bang on the money. Like mm-hmm. it's definitely a generational thing. But that's the thing is is now like you're saying with people being malnourished. They there was a study done where they said that they believe that there's probably about 80% of the people in the U S with their, with their obesity rate that are probably pre-diabetic oh. or not 80%, sorry. Um, it was 80 million at the time. And now I think they wow. said it was, I think they said now it was over a hundred and something million. So you look at 300 That's a third of yeah. America. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. And they said most people, I think it was 80% of that amount don't know they're pre-diabetic. Is oh what yeah. No. And sure. so, you know, that, that to me, like when I heard that, I don't know about you guys, but I think that people hear diabetes, they don't know much about it. And they're just kind of like, yeah, it's around. Like a lot of people have, there's insulin, you can, you can deal with it, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to have it. Right. You don't want to have it. And for type two diabetes, that is completely controlled by um, food. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. There's, they can, but you can change it obviously. You can with diet. I'm really starting to be more of a fan of the phrase, like you are what you eat because Mm -hmm. the days that I'm eating garbage, and I, I like I've you know like let's say I spent a week eating crappy like I feel like an absolute bag of trash like yeah. my joints hurt my mm-hmm. knuckles like so bad I just like you know I just found out this mm-hmm. week that I have arthritis in both my knees I'm only 35 years old I'm not a I'm not obese and I'm not, no, not lazy like I'm somewhere in the middle but like I have arthritis and mm-hmm. it's like when you don't eat and take care of yourself like it will show up and i feel like it's showing up younger and younger it is for and, people and exactly that's exactly that and you know when it comes down to some of the health um aspects of it when someone's asking me about it and and what the benefits are because i've had a lot of people talk a lot of crap like people in my life that i care about <laughs> they're just like cutting your legs out from underneath you, you know, and they're just saying, Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna get scurvy and you know, your vitamin C and they're just like, do you even know what's in meat and liver? Like, do you even know what's in this stuff? You know, all the vitamins and nutrients and minerals that are in this. That's an important yeah. thing to say. If you're going to eat a carnivore diet, you need that organ. meat. I would say that you perform better having organ meat. There are debates out there that you don't need to, but I, I feel better off of them for sure. Um, and a lot of, uh, there's a lot of benefits to it, right? Like mm-hmm. I'll go into the liver and stuff like that. But, um, the one thing that is, is very, very evident with this whole spectrum of thing, when we're talking about health is I call them the sales point kind of pitches. When people come up and ask me, I say, well, I have more energy. I'm sleeping better. My pain and inflammation are down. I'm losing fat and I'm getting muscle. And if you are to talk to anyone about these if you were to say any two of those in combination to someone anywhere in the world, do you want do you want to have more energy and better sleep? They'd be like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have better sleep and lose fat? Of course I do. You could take any two of those, but yeah. you get all five of them, right? And so that's kind of my first thing to kind of get in the door of it. But then you start getting into the mental health side of things. There are people that have, and, and Paul Saladino's talked to these people on the carnivore cast. Uh, he's talked to these people on... Uh, Dr. Sean Baker's podcast, he's talked to these people. There are countless studies out there where people that had actual mental illnesses with depression, yes. anxiety, uh, bipolar disorder, schizoaffective disorder, um, yep. bipolar, schizophrenia, and there was another one that they were talking about. Yeah, and they've either come completely off their medication or it's been completely reduced. 
Isn't um, that crazy? It's nuts, right? And you are you. Eat, I hope that's not the same for cows because they eat grass and they make ribeyes. So <laughs> I need the cows to not. Turn I think that's into just for eat. humans. Yeah, thank thanks for because the they don't have the option to eat like a bag of chips. That's true. Like, Chinese food. We don't have the stomach for, we don't groom and And we don't have four stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's cows. But still though, um, you go into the mental health side of things. And like I said, there is, it's not for everybody, right? Like you might not be able to sustain a carnivore diet or it anything is hard. like that. It's hardest thing I've had to I, do. I, I found myself sneaking uh, romaine lettuce. <laughs> I was making the girls a salad and I like took a piece of romaine and I ate it and I was like oh don't tell Brian and I was like this is stupid well I like, you, you know what you can I can eat a lettuce yeah you can and I, I don't want to come across that you can't do certain things oh, no. I encourage people to do what makes them feel best and you know for myself right now I'm starting to reintroduce some foods it's funny you texted me last night you're like when are you coming off carnivore <laughs> I'm like never <laughs> I said never. I'm just starting to reintroduce certain things so right now the thing I'm reintroducing is an animal-based protein powder Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's got, you know, the organs and the meat and the beef tallow and, and in there. Um, but it also has, you know, like it has like cocoa in there. Right. Mm. So it's like, it's still very much in line and it's keto. So you got some carbs in there. Too. Yeah. There's three grams of carbohydrates oh. in this thing. It's called keto pro. It's from within you by Mark Bell's uh, slingshot mm-hmm. company. And it's delicious too, by the way, the chocolate one. Um, so good. Best protein powder I've had. Uh, and he's also got steak shake, which is another one that is mm-hmm. is really really good. But that one um, uh, is uh, I don't think I could get it last time in there. But anyway, I'm starting to reintroduce things like that, where it's still very much within carnivore, and I'm taking it with a bit of milk. I never used to drink milk, oh. and because there there are carbohydrates in milk, right? There are sugars in milk, and so I've stayed completely away from milk as a whole. If I was going to have any dairy, it would be along the lines of some heavy sour cream to get some fat in there. Or if I'm making burger patties, I'll put a piece of like good cheese on there, mm-hmm. and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but good anyway, cheese, not like a craft thing. No, we're not on <laughs> We're not unwrapping individual cheese in my house. Um, but as far as the, the mental health thing, back to that, the physical health thing, I look at my indigestion. Like I said, I was taking mm. a ton of that. Is gone. So Candida gone. Eczema gone. Uh, there is tons of stories out there with osteo. osteo Osteoporosis and some osteo—am I saying that right? Osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis. There we go. Sorry, I'm yeah. just getting a little bit parched here. Um, again, there has been osteoarthritis that has been greatly reduced in in pain with inflammation. Okay, um, that gives me hope. Rheumatoid as well, arthritis more so is what you hear here. The the mm. better, right, with the inflammation. Um, but the thing is, is that there are people with autoimmune disorders. Um, irritable bowel syndrome, eczema, those sorts of things. There are countless testimonies that they get on carnivore and these things are completely reversed. Michaela Peterson, she had crippling arthritis and a carnivore diet completely cured her. She's a, she has her own podcast. Fantastic. You listen to that girl's story. Mm -hmm. It's good. Unbelievable. Like totally motivating in every aspect. It's, Mm -hmm. It's incredible. She's an incredible, incredible person. Her dad too, Jordan Peterson. I think a lot of you Oh, is that her dad? That's her dad. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I never made that connection. One of the most intellectual men I have ever heard in my entire life. You like him? You like him or you don't? I love him. You can't deny he's not brilliant. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Well spoken. So unbelievable. I'd love to shake his hand one day. I think he's just a fantastic. And he's a carnivore too. Oh, is he? He only eats steak, water, and salt. Yeah, I love it. Because he had uh, debilitating uh, autoimmune disorders as well. No way. Yeah. Remember our campfire chat about what five 
people from history or yeah. present, maybe Jordan Peterson yeah. will go in there. For any of you guys that are wondering what we're saying there, I have this kind of game when you're getting to know people where I say there's two games, but one around the fire is better is, is if there's five people alive or dead that you would like to sit down at a table at one time and have a beer with, who would they be? Mm -hmm. And then it kind of gets you in the open up with people and you kind of see what they're into a little bit. Oh, it's I, so interesting. I did, it at, people. I did it at a wedding the other day. I had a weird one, a couple weird ones. And it was just one person. Mm -hmm. One said Charles Manson. So Whoa. no one had ever gone serial killer route. Okay. The other one said Van Gogh. And I said, huh. what are you going to talk about? He can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> then she got all artsy on me and so he just cut out the outside of his ear brian and i was like okay well, okay well, i'm not talking to you anymore. i literally didn't talk to her again go eat your soybeans oh yeah <laughs> yeah they had a whole pig at that wedding she did oh, not like fun. the fact that i just ate meat like she was she was very very judgy in that sense so anyway back back on track where were we where were we what food could be eaten well, we've been talking about that. Yeah, like that's true. It, it, there are schools of thought that are chicken and fish and pork, and depending on how you feel on it, I think like a true carnivore is beef, uh, bison. Yeah, a lot of ruminant animals. Um, ruminant. Ruminant right. animals, and but you know, like you can't like I eat a lot of chicken, right? But mm -hmm. when I have chicken, I'm not getting the fat content I need, so I'll right. usually just cook it in a ton of butter. And have yeah. butter bath chicken, which is delicious. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Throw some bacon. Yeah, I have bacon from time to time. Um, I definitely have cut down on my bacon because it is higher in linoleic Nitrate, acid. Yeah, and good? linoleic acid for sure, um, which is not good for your body. You also have to think about, too, what the animal you're eating is eating. So, so, oh, very much so. So, like, do you know the difference between grass-fed and grass-finished? Well, you want a cow that's grass fed and grass finished. You want a cow like that. So he can be grass fed and like grain finished, right? Mm -hmm. So right before he's put to slaughter, he's finished off with grain. So they fatten him up a little bit more. Oh, I see. Um, but grass fed, grass finished. I, 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 some people say they can tell the difference. I might be able to now, but the thing is like, I bought half a cow that mm -hmm. was grass fed, grass finished. So I'm not going out and like buying beef mm -hmm. and since I've really started eating a ton of beef, mm -hmm. right? So maybe I don't, that's an experiment we could do. We could try it. We could have some of the. We'll, we'll uh, blindfold taste test yeah. <laughs> and we'll have grass fed, grass finished and grass fed grain finished yeah. and then just your sloppy Joe beef exactly. over here right. and see which one. But yeah, where your food comes from is huge. What it's fed, uh, all my eggs, I go through like, I'll go through like five six dozen eggs in a month so do you think it's important to do um free range yeah organic absolutely i i mean it kind of goes without saying like organic is your better yeah bet it i mean it's hard though because it's expensive it is and sometimes what it says is organic you got to really look because even butter nowadays you ever notice that butter you buy it and it sits on your counter it doesn't go as soft as it used to. Mm -hmm. It's because they're lacing it with palm oil. I honestly just thought it's because our house was freezing. No, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's because they're lacing it with palm oil, and it's right mm -hmm. in the ingredients. No one knows, so you pay like I if I don't get butter from Selena's farm because I'll get like fresh oh, she butter, makes her butter, hand churned butter from that. the cows, which is great. But I get my eggs from that's where I got my half cow from her. They actually gave me dropped off some fresh pulled mozzarella cheese oh. they made. We and, went to Janine's the other night, and she made fresh ricotta oh, man, from her amazing. cow. It's incredible. Who just had a baby, so she's she's juicy. I know, and that's the sad part, is that was uh, potentially going to be maybe going in my freezer, but they ended up having a calf, and now they can't butcher that thing. <laughs> I don't think that's their milker cow. 
no, they no. Won't be true, but no. they had four calves this summer. Yeah, I know, and that was the thing. But uh, anyway, another year I'll get a cow from them. They look delicious this <laughs> year when said I was it out was there. Amazing. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, that and, you know, like uh, the chickens, what they're fed are very important. Um, you know, what I eat is very important, and with the butter too. Like I'll pay eight bucks for a half pound of good grass fed grass fed totally. butter. Right. And uh, I know what, what, what it's going into. It tastes it better. It tastes different. Yeah. It's interesting. Like you wouldn't think it would taste. It does though. It has a, totally. a distinct flavor and butter is good. Like I grew up on margarine. We always had basil in our house yeah. and I liked it. And I remember I, after I got married, um, he would eat butter. And so I just got used to it. And I remember one day I tried a margarine again and I almost threw up. I was like, oh, this yeah. is the grossest thing I've ever tasted. Yeah. So really I think nice. like, your taste buds obviously change you have a you know a different desire like yeah. so you know i've just lived off regular butter because butter is insane or insanely expensive yeah um but i've been buying the good stuff now and yes. i'm like man this like i don't even want to eat a ton of this just i want to yeah. savor this because it's so beautiful yeah eat like a little scoop andrew saw me take a scoop with my finger the other day he's like like in the like you didn't yeah, like use a, a knife first? No, I'm a savage. It's awesome. only me eating it. Oh, I don't care. I eat oh, with my right. hands all yeah, the time. You do. I right. eat my entire dinner in front of your whole family savage. tonight with my hands. Chicken and sausage. <laughs> Bare, walking around barefoot, barefoot, standing up, eating a bunch of meat. Yeah, we should talk about that. Brian doesn't wear shoes. No. Okay. We have fire pits out at his place. It's rocks, it's dirt, it's in the forest. Dudes out there barefoot. All the time barefoot. barefoot. Love being barefoot. I feel so good. Now I've been walking the dog every night to get my legs going. Mm-hmm. Um, halfway through our walk, I'm like, these shoes have got to come off. They have to. And, I, and my kids will be like, Mom, why are you walking barefoot? And I'm like, because it feels good. Because shoes are really like stifling me. Yeah. I need to touch the earth with I, my feet. Yeah. And I think like gr- like grounding, it's called like grounding your feet. And some people think it's a load of, of crap. But... I crave it. I yeah, I love, I love, I love walking in nature. You know, I'm not so much walking like on the sidewalk. Like I live out in the country. Um, we got some woods, we got fields and I'll go walk around there. I'm always barefoot. I never, I, at work, I got to wear steel toes. As soon as I come home, I'm barefoot oh. and uh, grounding it to the earth. Like the earth has magnetic poles and you're grounding yourself to it. And um, I find, you know, there's that, I forget what it's called, but it's like they you put your feet in a water bath and they put a trickle charge in there and mm. it takes out like all like the negative, like bad ions in mm. your water or in your body, the minerals. And I thought you were going like to say like the fish that eat the skin on your feet. No, <laughs> no. But um, anyway, and so it, t- it, t- it turns the water like black and there's Ew. a bunch of people out there that said, oh, it's big and this and that. But there's crystal in there there's, yeah there's some science in there <laughs> and um essentially that's grounding so i i and i just enjoy it like being barefoot like my feet feel so much stronger they become mm-hmm. so much more vascular you can see all the tendons going in and out of mm-hmm. them like i can step like i don't get slivers anymore mm-hmm. um and it's rubbing off on people like you're doing it your brother's I've, doing I've it i've always done it yeah. my brother i was surprised on that one to see well him. he was over at our place there and he's just like, he's like, you're barefoot again. And, or Brandy's like, you're barefoot again. I'm like, I'm always barefoot. Josh is like, what am I doing? And he like kicks his sandals off and immediately goes barefoot. <laughs> well, that was like the other night I was, she texts me. She goes, hey, what are you guys doing? We're kid free. And I said, remember Brian's having people over or the boys going and the girls going out. Josh is like, oh yeah. And Brandy goes, yeah, go over there. Go watch Brian be barefoot. You take off your sandals as well. <laughs> I love how it's like a thing now. The, yeah, it's the like go to Brian's is, and be barefoot. The other thing is that it's like, well, I'm barefoot. I'd go barefoot to the store 
All right, we everything. should move to Costa Rica. Absolutely, where Let's we do can it. do that. Can we convince Steph to leave her horses and Andrew to leave his air or his company? You know what Andrew doesn't want to leave? Your parents. And I'm like, let's get everyone. I'm like, I'll gladly leave my parents if it means a tropical climate. I was telling Steph the other day, I was just like, if we didn't have horses and family here, I'd be in Texas or Florida right now. <sighs> Seriously, though. <laughs> like, anyway, we're getting off topic here. Our spouses are holding us down, right? No, Steph never holds me back. <laughs> Steph is Joking. very supportive. As I can't I- even joke about it. She's I don't deserve her. Like She's so sweet. She's the greatest. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get back on track here. We're starting to talk barefoot. We're starting to talk... Um, it all kind of comes with the lifestyle, though. And that's a good that's a good transition, actually, because I find with carnivore or protein leveraging, like I said, it is more of a lifestyle. Because when you see the role models, the people we have listed in here, and another big one that I really want to point out to, I, I talked to him about him on his uh, his protein shakes, but is Mark Bell. Mm-hmm. And he runs the podcast Power Project. He, I haven't gotten into that one that great. Well, it's more I so like, for, like them, lifting but... and biohacking and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing is like, I've learned a lot from them. Um, you know, the barefoot sprinters, they interviewed him and he talks a lot about the benefits of being barefoot and different things like that. And he's over toes guys, another amazing interview that they did there. Um, that's kind of like their Instagram handles, by the way, people. And um, it's, it's fantastic that, that these people are out there, but you look at the role models, Sean Baker, Liver King, Paul Saladino, um, Mark Bell, even Joe Rogan was doing carnivore there. All these guys he definitely are, had the guys on a bunch. Yeah, all these guys are jacked. All these mm-hmm. guys are paying attention to their blood work. All these guys have a ton of haters, but they're just crushing it every single day. Mm-hmm. And so when you get into the carnivore community, your role models, you're constantly seeing them in the gym. You're constantly seeing them you doing are. these things. Yeah. They're staying motivated. And so just by kind of collateral damage, a lot of carnivores you're seeing are going into female too. There are some great keto and and carnivore mm-hmm. women on Instagram and on these podcasts that are just crushing life right now. They totally. are doing such a good job. They're so motivated. My wife right now is she's following all these fitness people and like just through me doing it, like I'm never going to be one to push her to do anything. But she said, I want to get stronger for riding. She's like, can you teach me? Can you teach me how to like deadlift and do some squats uh, and stuff like that and so now steph's going downstairs and she's starting to lift and it's awesome she still does like a bunch of core work for her mm-hmm. horses but it's just rubbing off and so i got her on a bunch of different um female mm-hmm. uh, keto and uh, carnivore women pages and just following their exercises it's, it's it is it's a huge community so it, it is yeah and it's cool with the women like with the with the men you think like i'm gonna eat a ton of meat i'm gonna work out i'm gonna be jacked And, you know, like if you're looking back primally, like a man is like a big provider or like hunter, you know, like he was the man, right? For women, like most of us don't want to look like that. I don't even know if it's possible to look like that without enhancement. Yeah. But, you know, for a lot of these women who do the diet and following them, a lot of it is, well, obviously self-esteem, but the emotional the, oh, yeah. ups, the emotional ups and downs that we go through mm-hmm. fixing that you know a lot of women have depression it usually comes with like how we don't like our bodies mm-hmm. or what we're putting in our bodies and the pressure just to be a woman yeah. and it's it's cool that a lot of these girls are changing that um just by eating a certain way like yeah. you would never think that i can like eat a certain way and just change my entire life around 
yeah, I, I, I was skeptical of it too. Cause I just don't feel like being eighties and nineties kids, like that was a thing. Like the Canada food guide was the thing. Yeah. Like they really pushed that, but like breads was like in there. Yeah. There was a lady. Sugars were in there. There was a lady, Dr. Sean Baker interviewed the other day. She's 68 years old and she's deadlifting. Wow. She's deadlifting, I think over like 150 pounds or something like that. And she's complete. 68. Complete I can't even do a push up. Good for yeah, her. We'll get you there. This is another page that I like. Dr. Kiltz. Oh, yeah. With a Z. The fertile carnivore. So he's founder and practicing doctor of CNY fertility. So again, another doctor. Um, and he seems like a pretty strict one for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I really like what he has to say. Yeah. And, um, you know, like there's. And, and some of these doctors too, like we just went through this mm-hmm. where a lot of doctors are like, you don't have to do a certain something or you, you know, you should do a certain something. And then they're arguing. It's the same thing when it comes to nutrition, there's always pros and cons to everything. Um, but I think that you just have to really invest in yourself and you got to do what makes you feel good. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, like my mom, she wanted to try and do carnivore and for her being, you know, actually it was a few days ago, she's 12 years in remission from her breast cancer. Right. Right. And with her joint pain and things like that, she, I was like, maybe carnivore is a bit too extreme. I said, why don't we, why don't we start doing something a little bit smaller? Why don't we start doing just a low carbohydrate diet, mm-hmm. get the processed food out of there and get yeah. a lot of those unhealthy carbohydrates out there. That's what a lot of the guys say. If you can't commit to, you know, ketogenic or, or carnivore diet, yeah. no seed oils, mm-hmm no sugar yeah and what was the other one processed no foods bread or no gluten yeah gluten that's essentially a candida diet for sure right and um and you'll be well on your way exactly right because my mom she loves her vegetables there are studies I out there vegetables, yeah yeah there's studies out there that say vegetables are bad i you know you got to do what makes you feel good um i will say that every time i diet um I'll have good days and bad days. So like just backstory, like I have IBS. Mm-hmm. Um, I had weight loss surgery like seven years ago. And since then I've had a very hard time digesting things, obviously, because yeah. I have a partial stomach. Right. I didn't take the, and I don't take the vitamins I'm supposed to. So I struggle. I've got all this joint pain, whatever. Um, but the stomach pain is like the real, like I can eat something and like mm-hmm. instantly stomach ache, headache. Like I know that I've eaten something yeah. anyway, dieting, um, I'll be so strict and I'll eat something. And all of a sudden I have a stomach ache and I'm like, what the frig like, did I eat? Like I ate vegetables. Like how, like last night for dinner, we had pulled pork and we had green beans and I was like doubled over. I couldn't go yeah. on our walk. Like I laid in bed for an hour and I was like, what just happened? Like yep. I can eat meat. I can eat vegetables. Like how did this happen? Be- beans are weird though, because there's some beans. Beans unless- are high in inflammation. Yeah. And unless you cook some beans, like you can die if you eat them raw. Like there's beans out there that can kill you. Like mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, you know, they say that plants have defense toxins in them and it's true. You know, there are some in the leaves. Plants are trying to kill you. Yeah. I just think of the Simpsons episode with all the growth, the GMO vegetables are attacking them right on the (laughs) <laughs> um yeah or like little shop of horrors exactly the venus flytrap yeah somewhere. No, yeah the ice cream famous. or the yogurt contains potassium benzoate homer's just doesn't know what it is it's like, that's bad <laughs> but <laughs> but um going back to what you're saying with uh the dietary stuff so recently just brought out was the tufts 
food scoring system. God, this and is an embarrassment. Tufts to is uh, Tufts is a university. I took them three years to develop this thing. And I'm upset by it. I am too. I am just like you're gonna be blown away, people. So so do you know what the number three thing is? They sang for and this is this is being pitched. The guy at the head of the Tufts Nutrition for the Tufts University Nutrition is is essentially he's he's pitching to the white house as this is going to be the yeah, new american right. diet like the the canadian he's, food guide but yeah, he's for, the white house liaison for nutrition is if, that, I, just wait till you hear this and tell me that there's no agenda out there okay so do you know what the number three thing is on the on the list for the best for you for the best okay no frosted mini wheats <laughs> kale's number two i hate kale Kale's just the kale's worst. Disgusting. Like kale should be like a survival food. Like kale's there's nothing like a plastic left. napkin. Exactly. Um, and so, oh, and number seven on the list is Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> so get this. This is what drew, drove me nuts. So they're saying an egg substitute fried in vegetable oil, so seed oil, is better for you than a boiled or poached egg cooked in butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Whole Foods are now better or are now worse. So they, and you know what the last one was? For like the worst thing for had, you on had, their list? They had two above, two above what I'm about to say is ice cream cone with nuts. Mm-hmm. The last, that's the, the third from the last is ground beef. Shut up. Is the last one. So ice cream cone is just barely better for you yeah. than ground beef. Ice cream cone is in yellow on the list. Ground beef's in red. Like, like red's bad, so, right? So skinless chicken breast is kind of in the middle. Lucky Charms is a close next. Whole wheat bread, as we know, is absolute garbage. Canned pineapple and heavy syrup. Like, that can't be good for you. Yeah. This is what they're pitching, though. Almond m M&M. Like, where? how are these yeah. even on their food? Almond M&M's. Like, so where... they're putting brands in there now. That okay, you I was going to no say, is like General Mills or post whatever yeah. are they supporting this <laughs> but like i don't understand these are not food groups these are foods like yes chicken breast okay non-fat frozen yogurt okay the non-fat that's the fourth from the top non-fat you should not have anything non-fat in your diet yeah. non-fat mozzarella cheese though falls way here in the medium zone yeah the yogurt they're just going because it's yogurt and the, they're probably doing all the but uh, non-fat you're probably looking at all it's the crazy. probiotics in it Watermelon like number one. Okay, watermelon's delicious. I can get behind that. I don't know if it's the best thing in the entire world for you. No. Like this is disgusting. Dates. Dates are so sweet. Yeah, exactly. Delicious, right? but so, so sweet. This is what they're pitching us. And you know, like I said, this guy is also in charge of the White House Conference on Nutrition that's pitching he this. Is. is he nine hundred pounds too? Like the health minister. Oh yeah. No, I know. And, and you know, you know what? That's that's a whole different uh basketball game there <laughs> going into that stuff. But <laughs> It, you know, it, it's true though. So this is what they're pitching. This is what they want. They would rather have you eat this stuff that's full of these polyunsaturated fats and linoleic acid and, and sugar and fake products rather than whole foods, <laughs> single ingredient foods. Well, I'm going to invite you over for dinner. Um, it's going to have a kale salad with um, mini wheats instead of croutons. And unsweetened almond milk to drink. And we're going to throw some, I don't know, egg substitute on top of it. And that's dinner, according to this food chart here. That sounds great. Do you mind yeah. if I eat directly over the trash can? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Because I can. But to be honest, like some some people will take this and they'll there as, will as, be people that sit down. People look at this and be like, this is yeah. biblical. They'll, like, go, this to, is... they'll go to Vegas. 
they'll go to the M&M store. <laughs> they're going to load up on almond M&Ms and they're going to be like, I'm, diet. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Just like, okay. Meanwhile, they're missing a leg because they have diabetes. Yeah. They're rolling themselves yeah. along. Yeah, and you know, I think like almonds, like almonds in general, I don't think in excess. I think anything in excess can be really terrible for you. For sure. Um, you know, except for really for like high nutrient dense food, but like fake processed foods and super, super, super um, un- or uh, unsaturated fat foods, I think can be quite, quite, quite bad in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, I've seen it. That's what I was eating. I wasn't eating any animal fats i was no. mainly eating what is on here totally. i was eating fake stuff and i had uh, two days a week where i'd try to eat just vegetable based and no meat and stuff like that and uh you know i did this whole thing i'm living proof of of how it doesn't work and now i'm living proof of how how, how a carnivore diet right. can actually work well for protein leverage speaking of chocolate almonds so in the summer i i think it was actually the day before we got married we I needed to go pick up stuff for all the bridesmaids and uh I'm like okay I'm just gonna get a bunch of fruit a bunch of like meat cheese whatever we'll just munch so a clamshell of strawberries not even organic strawberries just regular strawberries like like a regular clamshell eleven dollars and I was like that is out of control and then I go to the next aisle a massive bag like this it looked like a chip bag of chocolate almonds which are normally expensive yeah nine dollars Unbelievable. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm buying chocolate almonds. Chocolate then. almonds, yeah. Because, like, I'm not feeding everyone strawberries. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It is. And, and you know, like, that part of that is just, in like, inflation. I almost said inflammation. <laughs> how much Freudian I Freudian slip, yeah. It's inflation. Um, meat's gone up. Like, all the foods that are actually, okay. like, good. And, like, even with berries. Like, if people want to eat berries, um, I ha- and, and you're, you're maybe implementing a little bit of fasting into your lifestyle. Uh, the night before you fast, eat some berries. Berries are very slow digesting, and mm-hmm. so it'll help your fast go along as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're learning to intermittent fast and you're doing like an eight-hour eating window between like, you know, between like ten and six, right? Yeah. You know, for dinner, incorporate a little bit of berries, and so mm-hmm. that way it'll digest slower and it'll be easier for you to fast. So, um, fasting is is really good for you to do yeah, as well. That's so, what I've been reading too, and a lot of these carnivore people are eating one meal a day. And, or, you know, if it's like a high intensity workout day, maybe two. Yeah. Um, it depends on, it really depends on your lifestyle. depends on your day at work, what you can do. Some people get one lunch break. Some people are on the road. Like myself, I can kind of, I have a guideline of a schedule, but I can kind of make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can kind of take breaks whenever I want. I'm just, I'm very self-managed independent in my work. So um, you know, in a typical day, I'll have my protein shake in the morning before I go out to work at 10 o'clock. I'll have usually like some good sausage that I've researched that isn't laced full of a bunch of crap. Um, around two o'clock, I'll have like probably like half a pound of meat, mm. whether that's kind of whatever I bulk cook that week, whether it be chicken or pork tenderloin like or to munch beef. on a, just a ground beef. Yeah. It's delicious. Exactly. High right? protein. Yeah. And then you come home um electrolytes with some mct powder mm-hmm. before i work out and then i have dinner which is just like meat and eggs mm-hmm. right and then uh throughout the day i'm always taking my uh desiccated freeze-dried organ pills mm-hmm. um just because they're so full of vitamins and nutrients mm-hmm. in there and uh it's equivalent of like two ounces of organs mm-hmm. and um i'll throw organ meat into ground beef when i'm making patties and stuff like that but 
Um, I don't particularly like the taste of it too much. I grew up in my grandparents being from like Euro- European. Europe, European, right? They're straight from Poland and German. I love their liver. And uh, oh man, I just go home smelling like iron. Like, oh, you're just... <laughs> like a fountain at the mall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, but I, I'll eat, that's kind of what I eat in a typical day. Um, you know, I bulk cook a lot of stuff and I always have stuff in the fridge because cravings do come and you want to make mm-hmm. sure you got something ready to go. So I always either have some sausage or I have some uh, pre-cooked bacon that I made and it's not that crap that comes pre-cooked. Um, oh, tip, sprinkle honey powder on your bacon. Amazing. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Delish. Um, but yeah, that's kind of typically what I eat. I always have some something on hand, something on deck, ready to rock and roll. And, um, you know, it, it really gets those cravings satisfied. Um, but I think it's interesting what you said about um, what you're eating with how satiating protein is like protein is very Mm -hmm. nutrient dense. And so I, when I kind of talk to people about it, I say, you know, I could sit down and eat 3,500 calories worth of pizza. No problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No problem. Right. But I challenge you to sit down and eat 3,500 calories of steak. You can't do it. It's too nutrient dense. It's too nutrient rich. And uh, you'll just get full, right? Protein's very filling. When like, again, I'm not a hundred percent back on it, but when I was like, physically or physiologically very satiating Mm -hmm. but mentally yeah i would be like okay no i'm good i ate my dinner i'm gonna go do whatever after and then i was like well where are the snacks like i'm hungry now and i'm like i'm not hungry i ate a steak and eggs like i'm not hungry but i'd be looking for snacks because i think mentally i think it's probably like the same as smoking i never smoked it's that habit you eat dinner now you have snacks yeah or you're watching tv now it's snack time and you know what that that happens to me too it still happens to me Mm -hmm. steph is sitting right next to me munching on some chips Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there i'm just like oh man like you could smell she makes popcorn with the selena butter that's what i refer to the butter because i get it from my friend selena's farm so it's just now selena butter and then there's (laughs) selena cheese not sure how that sounds, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, but the thing is, is, uh, to me, I kind of use it as motivation. It, it really comes into self-determination at that point that you have more willpower. You're working on strengthening everything. So it's not just your physical strength, it's your mental strength, it's your determination. And there are times I just had to get up and go for a walk. And I told Steph that I'm just like, you know, you're making popcorn. I'm (laughs) going outside. (laughs) I just go outside and walk around or take the dogs out or throw the stick with Sadie and Marley, you know, like that sort of stuff. Um, Or I just go downstairs and start doing like push-ups, like just to kind of do something. And then I would just chug a bunch of water so that Mm. my body got filled with water. Right. I wish I had that kind of willpower. Andrew will do that. And I'll be like, you can give me exactly one. Yeah. And then if I ask for more, shame me. Yeah. And he's like, okay, sure. And I'll be like, no, I'll just have more and no. more. And then I end up eating the entire thing. Yeah. You shouldn't shame anybody for. No, it works for me. Okay. Well, if it works for you. <laughs> well, then... obviously it doesn't work for me. Nothing works. There you go. I just got to like get in my own head and do it. Though I did date a guy who got me um, like a gym or like personal training sessions. Nice. And then he was like, he wanted to like work out together. Yeah. And he was also working out with uh, this personal trainer. Yeah. But then, like, I would hang out with him. And he'd be like, oh, the personal trainer said that you couldn't do this today. And I was like, pardon me? So I, like, pushed myself. Or he'd be like, oh, I didn't see you at the gym today. So, like, we split up in this time. But we were, like, still friends. Still kind of hanging. And I didn't see you at the gym today. And I'd be like, duh, I have to go to the gym every day. Because, like, I wanted to, like. No wonder that didn't last. The guy sounds like. I mean, he's, like, not a good person. Yeah. But, like. Yeah, I was motivated. I was real fit. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And 
you know, I think that that's super important. Um, you know, even now what you're talking about with your knees, with the arthritis yeah. there, yeah. and even with my mom, like she's wants to get starting to be more mobile, you know, um, Mark Bell said it best. He wants, he, when he talks to people and that really resonated with me was do stuff that you used to be able to do when you were a kid, mm. be able to like go and grab a Monkey rebound. Bars. Yeah. Go grab a rebound and not pull your back, mm -hmm. you know, like do these things be mobile but start slow and always have something to gain when i start with my mom on um just walking and i was like just walk to the mailbox it's 100 meters away mm -hmm. and i said if you can't walk back to it because of her knee pain i said just get have dad down there at the base with the mm -hmm. car and i was like and then do that every day i said mm -hmm. maybe to start just have him down there with the car baby steps yeah. you know and then the and then the next week you do that every day for seven days the next week you start going i'm gonna go there i'm gonna go halfway back mm -hmm. and i said before long in a month you're gonna be able to go all the way there and all mm -hmm. the way back and maybe i told her I said maybe you can do more right off the bat but it's just about that progression yeah absolutely like when i run i don't run a lot i run my goal is to be able to run one mile just breathing through my nose oh that's it I'm not trying to go five miles. That's I'm, not, impressive. I'm not going for pace. I'm going because I'm focusing more so on my metabolic and cardiovascular health and my, like my heart rate, right? And a mile. Yeah. And if I can you're do an American now. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Um, I'm a refrigeration mechanic. So everything is always Fahrenheit and miles and feet. And anyway, just kind of <laughs> how it is. But um, I'm not going for a time. I'm going for just breathing through my nose. I'm mm -hmm. focusing on that. I'm focusing. Smart on my feet. And if I can't go for a mile, if I have to start breathing through my, my mouth, I just, I just walk. Like, I don't care. And I'm going to get, and when I get there, I've reached that goal. And then after that, I can be like, okay, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it quicker. Mm -hmm. And then eventually when I'm at a good pace with the cable, now I'm going to go maybe 200 meters farther. Right. And you just kind of excel that way. You have a goal all the time. So eventually I'm going to get my mom walking right around the block. I'm excited. Right. And so, there's always something to shoot for. Same thing with lifting weights. It's not, you know, one just goes in and starts doing 500 pound squats right away. Right. Yeah. Gotta, baby steps. Yeah. You got to work up. to. And it, for right? people who, you know, used to be active, it doesn't take long to get back there. No, not unless you've had like a debilitating injury yeah, or something absolutely. like that. But the same thing with the baby steps is with the diet focus, not so much on the aesthetics of, and, and, and the weight mm -hmm. focus on the body composition, mm -hmm. focus on, um, on the minerals and nutrients, your blood work, just so that a get your blood work done and talk to your doctor first, yeah. because you want to make sure you can actually do something as extreme as carnivore. Um, it's not for everybody, right? Um, or even as extreme as veganism, they're 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 exact opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Right, and both can have their benefits, but I think that veganism as opposed to carnivore, there's a lot more processed foods, mm -hmm. and that's coming in the ways of this fake meat stuff which is oh, a whole different problem. We will talk about this in part two, like, yeah, the, which is really like how we tie in, you know, the whole point of the podcast is like, let's look at an end time sort of prophecy or, um, you know, what sort of things we're seeing that relates to prophecy. Right. And I do think that that push to a meatless, uh, malnourished people you're not going to have people fighting back if they're too weak to fight back. Let's look mm -hmm. at the generation of men today compared to 50 years ago, hundred years ago, 500 years ago. It's not the same type of man. That's nope. for sure. That was my whole best man speech. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> weak men, weak men. Exactly. So how my, my how my brother isn't one. That was, no, he's not yeah. a man, man. 
but you know, I think there is a push to that. And I think the reason that, um, like mainstream, I don't want to necessarily say mainstream media, but the mainstream opinion is that being a meat eater is not good. Yeah. Being a vegan is good. You know, you care about the environment, you care about animals, you care about this and that eating meat strictly like that's that. And I think that there's a reason that everyone believes that or is being taught that. And I think, of course, with me, everything's an agenda. So yeah, and I think too, that there's arguments on our side now, as um, more people, more doctors, more scientists, more fitness professionals, more nutritionists are starting to look at a low carbohydrate protein leverage diet, like a carnivore diet. And we're starting to really see that you know what, a lot of the things that they were pushing before, they're not pushing as hard on anymore, mm-hmm. because they're, they're starting to be almost not quite accurate, right? One of the podcasts I listened to, and I can't remember if you sent it to me or if I just found it, but this um, was a girl who was very heavy and she decided, hey, like, I'm going to try carnivore. I need to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. And she, through her experience and her journey with it, her doctor became a low-carb doctor. And her doctor actually became a low-carb doctor prescribing this sort of lifestyle to all of her patients just because of the results that she saw with this particular woman. Because of that, um, she was getting in trouble and warned by, and I'm sorry that I don't know, either like a board of governing directors or something for being a doctor or the pharmaceutical company, whomever it was, she was getting in trouble for not prescribing enough Stanton's which is a cholesterol lowering medication and was told that she needed to start prescribing them again, but her patients didn't need them because they were healthy. They were on this low carb diet and it was completely changing the way that they lived. And and that's the thing too, is cholesterol can be very tricky. I really do believe that you need to educate yourself at least preliminarily in cholesterol understand the different aspects of it, HDL, LDL, triglycerides, what's good, what's bad. I think that people overall should take a general interest in polyunsaturated fats and saturated fats and what they comprise of with linoleic acid and you've got stearic acid on the other side. Um, The thing that really confuses me and I think will confuse Mm -hmm. a lot of other people and that's kind of, we were kind of talking a bit about it earlier um, before the podcast is that right now, um, standard American diet, even on Google, you've Googled, you know, healthy fats, it's polyunsaturated fats, mm-hmm. which is plant and seed oil. So vegetable oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, um, is better for you than, um, butter. Yeah. Butter and, and beef towel, like saturated fats. But the thing that I get confused on is that you look at linoleic acid and when you google google polyunsaturated fats you're not going to see linoleic acid anywhere Mm -hmm. but if you look at linoleic acid which is uh with comprises a lot of what these oils are made out of they say it's bad it can lead to heart chronic heart disease it can cause you know relate to strokes it raises it raises inflammation in your body that is what these polyunsaturated fats which are supposed to be healthy for you that's what's mainly in them Mm -hmm. but then you go and you look at saturated fats it has low levels of linoleic acid like i believe it's like two in beef tallow as opposed to like 75 in in canola oil 
for vegetable wow. oil. And then you have the stearic acid in there, which is mainly in animals. And they say stearic acid is, is okay for you. And so it's like, how can what is comprised of with saturated fats and stearic acid be bad, but stearic acid is good. And then the polyunsaturated fats are considered good, but they're full of the stuff that is bad. So it doesn't make any sense, but there, no one is actually researching this. No, Everyone is just not. accepting it. Well, if, you know, like the last two years have taught us anything is that people will accept anything you tell them. Absolutely. If, if someone of some sort of rank or power says it, they'll buy it. Yeah. And this is why we have the margarine generation, the Pop-Tart generation. This is why we have groups of young people who don't understand anything about themselves. They don't question anything. They don't, right. you They're know. NPCs. Yeah, NPCs. But, it, you know, it's because if someone of authority says it, it mm. must be true. So that's why, you know, when you started doing the carnivore diet, and you're not the first person I know who was doing it, but when you started doing it, and for me as a total conspiracy person who questions everything, I'm like, okay, <laughs> why? Let's look into that. And it was like, okay, like it all comes down to if your people are not strong, they're not going to fight back. Yeah. If your men are all growing boobies because they're eating plant-based soy filler garbage yeah. and, Processed foods. and they don't have any muscle mm -hmm. and they don't know if they're boys, like, but they just they're, keep they're, they keep pushing the goalpost. Oh, right. Because before you look at um, what it was kind of a standard man is now you're fat shaming. Yeah, of course. Right? You are. And the thing is, is that people when I, I see like I work inside large box stores every day and I see a lot of like extremely large people. <laughs> and the first thing that goes through my head is what can I do better in my life mm -hmm. to motivate people? So I don't have to talk to them, but just so they even see like physically, they can mm -hmm. see me. Maybe I run into them and I talk to them because I'm, I'm a very talkative person. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to, I'll go talk to that wall for 10 minutes if you want me to, <laughs> um, you know, but what can I do to lead by example? Yeah, of course. And I just to kind of sum up, I guess, part one here. I overall, I want you to be healthier. I want you to be happier mentally, physically. I want you to have a better libido mm -hmm. for yourself and for your significant other, that. right? We really all want that. Um, but just, you have to start somewhere. And there are people out there that will do all the research in the world and they'll end up going vegan. But if you're going vegan or vegetarian, or you are in the middle kind of doing like a paleo keto thing, or you go over and you start doing... Uh, carnivore at least you're starting to pay attention to what's going in your body and you can do mm -hmm. a vegan and vegetarian diet just stay away from the beyond meat stay away from the highly processed things and the thing is is there are people i know dr paul saldino he was a raw vegan for like the yeah, better part of a right. year and he developed his eczema he was mm -hmm. extremely gassy you want right. to talk about gassy That's part two we get into to the environment methane emissions you want to know methane emissions go to a vegan restaurant <laughs> Let's, let's get something <laughs> measuring that exhaust fan. Like, holy crap. Uh, You've been around vegans? There are tons hey, of gas. I'll, I'll do it for a couple weeks at a time. I used to, not anymore. Yeah. But I used to. I get it. It's tons of gas. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. That's something none of them ever talk about. No, they don't. <laughs> but it's there. But he developed, his eczema came back. He lost, I think, in seven months, he lost like 19 pounds of muscle. Yeah, and he, was, he was just like, that's it. And this is a guy that was in medical school at the time. Mm -hmm. And now he then he went super hard carnivore, wrote a book called The Carnivore Code. 
And now he's evolving to the point where he's starting to have a animal-based diet. And I think that's important is experimentation, just like you kind of do when you push yourself with your body. Um, like I push myself with my bode test every day. Do you know what a bode test is? No. So bode test is really good for kind of determining your basic general overall cardiovascular metabolic heart health type thing. So essentially what you do is you, that's a clip. If anyone ever breaks this down, what I just said there, they'll take that cut and they'll be like, listen to this guy, this sort of kind this of guy type, thinks he's a doctor, this sort of kind of type thing, right? Like just, no, but listen to me here. A boat score is essentially where you breathe in, you inhale, and then you exhale, and then you start counting how long you can take before you have to have your next breath, hmm. right? So it really shows how much oxygen you're, you're absorbing through a breath and exhaling. And so I start doing that every morning when I wake up. It was the first thing I do before I even get out of bed. I sit up inside of bed and I do that. But, and a good one is kind of over 20 seconds, Okay. right? And so I got doing it. So I was over 20 seconds. And then I started thinking, well, what happens if I do it when my heart rate is over like 80? So I started doing it again. And then I started thinking, well, if it's over 80, I'm usually kind of walking or doing something. My body's getting hot. I'm like, what happens if I'm cold? So I take cold showers every day, try and get cold every day. I was doing that before I found liver king or anything. I've just survival thing to shock your system. I always thought it was kind of good. It's good for your joints. It's good for bleached hair. It's good for your metabolic health. It is. Um, So I started doing that in the shower too, when I'm cold. And I started doing the different things. I'm constantly kind of playing with things. You know, with my feet, I might be like, I'm going to stretch out this way. You know, I'm going to stretch my wrist this way and try to hold it there and work mm-hmm. on mobility. Like you're always kind of doing something. And um, same thing with diet. You've just got to kind of find what's your right groove, what works for you, might not work for someone else. And I think it's important that you don't just completely close off your mind to try new things. Um, Lord knows there's a lot of vegetarians and vegans that are now, their blood work is a lot healthier yeah. that they it, it does started work in. for people for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and so their blood work is a lot healthier than where it was when they were just eating a standard American diet. And if you're healthier, all the power to you. I, I want you to be there. But I do wonder if you compared, let's say I did it one year of vegan and we did my blood work and then I did one year of carnivore, mm-hmm. what would be what would be superior like let's base it on one year of the way i normally live eating garbage and then one year of vegan yeah of course those results are going to be way better yeah but then like let's compare it to one year of like carnivore meat base yeah. and see let's see who's stronger me before me now i don't know yeah well you need a lot of protein to gain muscle that's a fact yeah absolutely um, and i think the one thing that people like i said is greatly overlooked is the crp rating within your body the inflation, mm-hmm. their inflammation, inflation, I'm thinking of Trudeau here. Um, <laughs> the inflammation in your body is, is very key. It's a breeding ground for disease and mm-hmm. illness. Um, you, you're normally quite sore with a lot of inflammation mm-hmm. in your body. And I think that um, it's very clear that linoleic acid is, it, it's not everything, but it is a contributor mm-hmm. into it. Cholesterol as well. There are people that can eat as clean as they want, but if there's someone eating just as clean, but they're exercising, they're going to have better cholesterol. Like I said, I try to, I don't want to get too, too sciencey in it because I know that if someone who is a doctor listens to this, they can argue you and and debate anything, but I will never give anyone health advice. I can only just tell you my experience. Experience. Proofs in the pudding, right? right? Like you did it, you know, it works for you specifically. Who knows? I'm going to try to commit to it again. I did love how I felt on it before. That's for sure. Yeah. You were telling me. So 
we'll see. But anyways, on that note, we are going to conclude part one. There will be a part two. It is going to look at not necessarily the vegan side of things, but more of the agenda push on things. That's your beyond meats, your fake meats, your oh, insect eating that yeah. what the world economic forum has to say about eating things. bugs yeah oh my gosh so anyways thank you for listening and we'll be back soon